Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how are you doing? How's it going, Henry? I'm doing well. I'm doing well also. Good to have you. It's going to be the two of us. And the focus of today's episode is Dune, the just released HBO Max movie, Dune. And we're going to get into it. We're going to get into some detail. So spoiler alert, we'll definitely get into spoiler territory on Dune. Uh, real quick, the Comic Sauce podcast is on social media. Catch us at Comic Sauce Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, today is October 23rd, 2021, and Dune has just come out. So um, let's get right into it. So let's start with our experience watching dune um like i said this is just released on hbo max but it's also in theaters Uh, how did you watch dune christian i watched it on hbo max for free when it came out there you go i'm sure uh that's a pretty common thing (laughs) for those who have watched dune i'm sure that's most people hbo max yeah it's it's so convenient and yeah. it's free like with the, with the subscription although watching this movie it's like oh man i really wish i watched it in theaters yeah i had a similar reaction i too watched it on hbo max and i thought dang this would have been cool to see for the first time on the big screen right um so as it is it's pretty cool that uh, we got to watch it essentially for free at home on TV. Um, But uh, yeah, this is, this is a good one for the theaters. No question. Mm -hmm. Okay. uh, But taking a step back, uh, we both watched it at home on HBO max. Now, you know, we talk a lot about fandom on our podcast. what was your background with Dune going into watching this movie? All right. So um, uh, not really until recently have I really discovered Dune. I do love science fiction, but um, I never got that into Dune when I was uh, much younger. I never really read the books. Um, I only saw the David Lynch movie um, actually about a year ago because I like the way this this movie looked and I've heard so much about it. It's so like iconic part of it. I've just kind of absorbed through just osmosis with the sandworms and the spice and just the big like desert planet of Arrakis. So I knew like I feel like I already knew like bits of this story going in or at least I thought I did. Mm hmm because Dune is just so dense there. Um, there's so many different books. Um, some written by Frank Herbert and some written by other writers. Yeah, that's worth calling out. Uh, this isn't a 
completely original idea, right? It's based on the Frank Herbert novel, and it's not the first movie adaptation. Like you said, there's a 1984 David Lynch movie, and uh, there's the original novel, but like you're saying, there's like a whole bunch of other Dune books also. Uh, so yeah, not a totally new thing. Um, sounds like fairly new to you, uh, fairly new to me too. I had seen the David Lynch movie also, but that was it. I haven't read any of the books. And to add to that, I did watch the David Lynch movie, but it was a long time ago. Like you saw it, what, last year? Um, I saw it like, I can't even remember the last time I saw it <laughs> quite a long time ago. Um, so I don't have a whole lot to say about the previous movie. Um, what little I remember, I do remember it being pretty confusing. <laughs> like I didn't know what the hell was going on. So even though I had been introduced to the world of Dune prior to seeing the Denis Villeneuve version, uh, I was basically going in fresh because <laughs> I really didn't know what the hell was going on uh, with that uh, previous movie. Now, you had seen it not that long ago. Um, what's your like quick take on the David Lynch movie? What what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so um, I feel like the world of Dune is just so cool, um, and of course it's like multi layered characters and story, and I still think that like shines through with the David Lynch one, but at the same time, like uh, I think the movie's like kind of corny. It's a little, it's very dated. It uh, it's also like very confusing. There's a lot of internal monologues, a lot of uh, just the character staring off in the distance and uh they just say exactly what they're thinking in a whispering voice like this you know like that's a good amount of the movie and that drags on so much um i've, I've actually heard uh, a rumor somewhere that david lynch actually hates this movie i'm not sure how well documented that is or not or if that's even true uh it's just something i heard that, that he hates uh, the new one or or his own movie his own his own movie okay um because yeah. it, it doesn't really fit in as much with the other david lynch type films that you think of like a yeah. race head mulholland drive yeah that's true very true you know it feel it it you know it feels much more like a peter jackson type movie you know yeah that's a good that's a good take mm -hmm. gotcha but, you know it's still like kind of a kind of a classic in its own way and the set mm -hmm. design is really, really fun and really cool. Yeah, I do remember that, you know, for its time, it was pretty interesting to look at, you know, the costumes and just that, that universe, you know, bringing it to the big screen, um, something pretty fresh and new. Oh, yeah. And Sting. And Sting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess if there's one reason to watch that movie, it's probably Sting, right? It's Sting. <laughs> he looks super cool. He's in a cool outfit. He has cool hair. And uh, yeah, it's Sting. Okay. But uh, I think Dune has leveled up in a big way with this mm -hmm. new movie. And uh, let's get right into it. So like we we're saying, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to get into spoilers. Uh, but um, 
Yeah, let's get into the positives. I know both of us enjoyed this movie, uh, so uh, let's get right into it. I know there are a number of things we enjoyed. Uh, I'll start off, you know, with this movie, bottom line is this is an absolutely beautiful movie to look at. I mean, it is stunning, you know, from beginning to end. It is just uh, really, really like eye candy, you know, Um, not a huge surprise there because it's the same director as the director of Blade Runner 2049. Similarly, amazing visuals, right? Uh, So I definitely got the sense of, okay, uh, we know why Denis Villeneuve was hired (laughs) to direct Dune, you know, because they wanted like uh, that, that, that beautiful aesthetic. Right. And they got it. Oh my gosh. It's, it's just really something to see. And we keep going back to it, but um, you know, like, if you have the opportunity to see this in the movie theaters, I would highly recommend it. You know, I saw this on a fairly big TV. You know, I have a fairly large TV, but, you know, it's like, it's not big enough. <laughs> this, this, this movie deserves the biggest screen possible. And uh, yeah, so that, that's number one, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the aesthetics of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, the way the, uh, you know, of course, the art direction, the camera work, his use of like uh, lots of very wide shots, um, the Hans Zimmer soundtrack, they all come together to give this movie this very like trance-like effect. I have. Yeah, yeah. The world of Dune looks so alien. It takes place in like, uh, it was like 10191, I think, was the date <laughs> at the beginning. So, right. so far into the future yeah um and like it doesn't really feel grounded to earth at all mm-hmm. as opposed to like blade runner 2049 which took place in you know in la right and, in the in the relatively near future yeah in like 30 years and and then he also made a rival which is really great which um of course is much like placed in, a, in the modern era mm-hmm and so, like, I would definitely say this is, like, his most ambitious movie. And the movie feels like this big... It's pretty much the textbook definition of, like, epic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point about when the movie takes place. I mean, when you get that little subtitle of, you know, the year, and it's, like, 10,000-something... <laughs> It's like, whoa, wait a minute. This is nuts. This is that far in the future. But everything you just mentioned, the cinematography, the art direction, production design, costume design, all this stuff, it 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 makes you feel you're you're in the year like 10,000 something. It's that foreign, right? It could be that far in the future. And yeah, uh, yeah that, that's how much like an escape from our current reality this is. And um, yeah, it kind of needed to be, right? Because if you're that far in the future, you have to have 
very little trace of the current day and every little detail is a movie does imply that you know i mean the 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 clothes that people wear uh the places that people go to it just doesn't resemble anything like we see in our present day lives right and that's super cool that's that that is a huge part of science fiction right you know the a, a huge appeal of science fiction is getting transported into a universe that doesn't really resemble your own right and and on that level it's a total home run right you know not even counting you know any of the acting performances or the dialogue any of that like we're just talking about just like the look of it and um you know you mentioned the music the music is awesome i agree the the sounds and just just this world you're transported into it really just takes you away it's it's a true escape so that that's that's awesome and yeah, he, yeah okay go ahead uh, christian oh i was just saying like it, it is like truly mesmerizing at times um yeah and like just with the shots that he can get and i think what's also great is just like how uh, how deeply like the lore is and when you watch it it's so well made that you really want to like see more about this world and this lore so you can go back and watch it again and pick up on all these you know little touches that are put in like the world just feels so lived in mm -hmm. yeah 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 so they kind of sell this world to you in so many ways you know we, we We've mentioned them, but yeah, it, it is worth worth saying that uh, every little detail, like there's so much great attention to detail here. Like they didn't just focus in on on the visual effects and the uh, production design and some cinematography and just kind of mail it in with the costumes or something, right? No, the costumes are totally amazing too, right? Yes, you know, if you really uh pay close attention to uh the the detail in the clothes and and just the uh the weapons and uh the equipment the vehicles man it, it is something else it really is something else yeah like so one oh yeah go ahead okay yeah just real quick um uh, yeah you had alluded to it earlier but yeah you're a big sci-fi fan christian i'm definitely a fan of the genre um you know fun little exercise might be to i don't know categorize where does dune fall it, it seems pretty unique but in the i don't know pantheon of science fiction where, where does where does this one lie? I mean, like what, what sort of like subgenre do you, would you say Dune is? You know, subgenre sci-fi, or where do you think like it is like in terms of like influence or? Yeah, like well, I don't know, maybe maybe dumbing it down a bit, but is there a a sci-fi franchise that this resembles, or if not, what what does it? more closely resemble you know mm. like i mean sci-fi is kind of a broad 
genre, but you know, there, there's, there is stuff that is like kind of all across the spectrum. When you talk about like, I don't know, star Wars and star Trek. I mean, those two are like kind of polar opposites. Um, alien planet of the apes, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Dune doesn't really seem to fit any of those, but I mean, does it, does it resemble any known sci-fi franchises at all? Oh, I think so. Um, I guess like Dune is, was like, you know, the book was written in 1965. And so um, I guess it, it is like one of those like highly influential series, like Lord of the Rings. You, there's like bits of it you do see in like almost any sci-fi. Um, but I think I would put it kind of like Star Wars, like it has a big uh, as like a space opera. Um, like one analogy I thought of what I was thinking of when I was watching Dune was like, you know, uh, if game, it, it's uh, if you consider Star Wars and Lord of the Rings kind of similar, uh, you know, trilogy epics about, you know, someone rising to defeat the Dark Lord, which is either Sauron in Lord of the Rings, Darth Vader, you know, Palpatine in Star Wars. Um, this is kind of, uh, but Star Wars is sci-fi and Lord of the Rings is fantasy of, and then you have like the game of Thrones, um, to Lord of the Rings, you know, the one uses fantasy elements that are very present from Lord of the Rings, but kind of twisted to be much more political. Uh, this is kind of like that, that. Dune is to Star Wars what Game of Thrones is to Lord of the Rings. Hmm, I like, like that. You do see like Star Wars is you know of course in a galaxy far far away or a long long time ago in a galaxy far far away, um, which is far enough away in like time and space to where, you know, it could be pretty much at the same time as Dune. You know, mm -hmm. and of course there's a lot of similarities. There's the giant worm in uh empire strikes back oh yeah um things like that the de the big desert planet tatooine and arrakis yes um and many you know many more similarities i'm sure but i would say like like it it does feel like that you know oh this feels like star wars a little bit although star wars was like dune originally good call i like that so yeah i think that's where i would like classify it yeah yeah i mean the uh the easy comparison is the desert landscapes and i, I couldn't help but think of star wars a little bit when i was looking at some of the desert landscapes and yeah the sandworms too you mentioned uh the big giant worm in empire strikes back uh, but also in Return of the Jedi, the uh, the big sarlacc pit. Oh yeah, the you know, pit too. yeah, it had those kind of little hairy things on this on the sides, mm -hmm. right? Definitely uh, reminiscent of the Dune sandworms, right? Uh, so yeah, kind of an interesting comparison because there are some similarities with Star Wars and Dune, but at the same time, they're very very different, mm -hmm. and I think maybe the biggest difference is the, I don't know, the mood, the tone, I think the tone of these franchises is so different. Mm -hmm. um, I think 
with Dune, it's a more serious kind of storytelling. And uh, a lot of people might view Star Wars as being a little bit more fun and lighthearted. So yes, certainly similarities, but certainly differences as well. Uh, so I know both of us like this quite a bit. Let's let's continue on. What, what else did we like about this movie? What do you got, Christian? Yeah, um, like I think that. Uh, what else did I like about this movie? There's a, there there's a lot. Like, um, hmm. Sorry, I'm just checking through my notes. I'm seeing, um, looking for something I think we haven't talked about yet. Um, all right, well, uh, let's talk about the story. Let's talk about the story of sure. of Dune and how layered it is and how complex it is. Um, I think that there was a lot of exposition in the movie, um, which at times did kind of drag on. Uh, I guess if I was going to go into things I I didn't like, I think it did kind of drag on at times with the exposition. But at the same time, the movie the movie was like so beautiful and like very visually told. Yeah, that um, it did manage to keep things interesting and immersive, even when it was it was moving at a much slower pace. Um, there's a lot of great setups and payoffs. I think with all the different little sci-fi aspects um, first is the armor I think was, was really cool. The like you see him and the sword fight at the very beginning with Josh Brolin where they introduce the armor and how they focus a lot on like hand-to-hand sword combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way with the armor, how it turns red when you get a fatal, a fatal blow in but right. mostly when you hit it it's blue and it protects you and i remember in the david lynch movie they only showed it for that one scene and then never again right right but i thought it was really cool in this one how uh you saw it every time they fight and you saw people activate it activate their special armor yeah uh, and i think uh the the atreides house versus the harkonnen house was a very good way to like kind of focus the plot um similar to the snows and the lannisters is a good way to focus season one of game of thrones and uh, like the harkonnens they didn't look as grotesque in this movie as i i remember in the uh david lynch one where they had like warts on their all over their body and it looked like it was falling apart um Whereas this one, they had like, um, they're almost like kind of like or- a little bit orcish. They were like this like shade of green and like completely hairless, you know, mm-hmm. um, like the big boss reminded me a little bit of the, uh, the Kingpin, the Baron. Yeah. But he was like greenish, you know, um, and I, I think like probably my favorite scene in the movie was the scene between uh, the Baron and the Duke, Oscar Isaac's character after Oscar Isaac has been betrayed 
by um what's up uh dr wellington dr wellington you um yes and so he has the uh the capsule in his mouth and there's like it's very tense as you watch uh the baron give his evil monologue and talk about how he's won um and you're just waiting for that big snap moment where he he gets his uh he activates the poison and kills them both yeah uh, and i think like that's like an encapsulation of think everything great about doom right there or i can't help but almost call it doom sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> dune yes but like you have the politics you have the you have tense character moments and you have the uh, like the sci-fi world all kind of meshed together mm -hmm. yeah i'm with you this movie just kind of comes together well um just one last time um just the look feel and sound of this is just a great experience and um yeah like a lot of times when i'm evaluating a movie a lot of it is coming down to the script and the acting performances right so even before we hear dialogue and we get you know emotional beats from the characters it just it just bears repeating <laughs> You know, this this movie is it really is the craft of filmmaking at the highest levels, you know, just like camera placement and production design and sound and music and costume design, just a total home run on all those fronts. So then the question is, OK, it, it looks great. It sounds great. And I, I like to me, I, I'm I'm kind of already already won over, you know. I'm I'm giving it a thumbs up on that basis alone. Um, but typically, a good story you need to have um, good acting performances. You got to have an emotional connection. These sorts of things. So how how well does the movie do uh, on on that level? Well, overall, I think the cast was good. I think the performances were were well done. I think in particular, uh, Rebecca Ferguson is really great. She plays Lady Jessica Atreides. Um, she's uh, the wife of the Duke, played by Oscar Isaac, and the mother of uh, the main character, Paul, uh, who's played by... Um, timothy chalamet so you know when she was first introduced i'm like oh hey it's it's the girl from mission impossible you know uh she was in uh, rogue nation she was really great in that oh, yeah right um and then when she was introduced i'm like oh man she's just like she's just like the mom here i was like oh, that's kind of too bad she was so great in that movie but she probably just has this kind of minor mom role here but boy was i wrong man she is so awesome in this movie 
And she is so much more than just a mom, right? She is a mom. She is maternal, but she's also dangerous and mysterious and beautiful and emotional, like kind of all at the same time, you know, she's, she's, she's layered and uh, it's a really cool character. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think her performance really stood out. Um, But overall, yeah, I thought the cast was, was pretty excellent, you know? Um, And it definitely served like what I've been saying, the, uh, the look and feel of the movie. And um, so that begs the question, and maybe we can start kind of inching towards potential negatives of the movie, but it begs the question, how much, or let's say, uh, let's see, um, I've, I've heard this term used uh, with um, some of the criticism to this movie. Does this movie make you feel empty? You know, it's beautiful to look at. It's uh, it, it's this great experience, but is there a connection going on here? Because um, like we've been saying, it's kind of a serious movie and um, it's kind of complex too. There's, there's a lot going on. There are a lot of characters. Um, there's so much focus on this great visceral experience are we getting the emotional connection to the characters? Do we care about the characters? Uh, these are the sort of questions that kind of popped in my head. Um, yeah, curious uh, with uh, your take on that. Did you feel like you got an emotional char- emotional connection to these characters? Uh, did you feel empty watching this movie? Like, I wouldn't say I feel I felt like empty. Um... But I do think there is like, uh, I feel like wooden is really the wrong word here um, uh, in terms of like any sort of performance. I th- but the movie is about like aristocrats, um, the highest of the high, you, you know, the emperor and the kings. Yeah. In, in, a, in a world that's so far from being grounded from our own. And so I didn't feel like as invested in these characters. And I wonder if that's the reason is if um, everything is kind of so far removed from Earth. Yeah. Um, the uh, There's so much like exposition with how many sci-fi elements are brought in and how this affects their daily lives. Um, and I think there's just kind of like so much to do. And like sometimes it feels like it kind of weighs it down emotionally a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like everything has some sort of logic behind it that it needs to, that it needs to explain to you. It needs to show you. And so it it can be a little harder to attach yourself onto characters. Yeah. um, As much. Um, Whereas uh, if you, uh, I guess look at Blade Runner 2049, you have the character K uh ryan gosling's character and ryan gosling well isn't a human he's a replicant but um the way the movie takes place not too much longer from here so k has a job he's a cop and so there's a lot to that character in that sci-fi universe that's very very easy to grab to latch on to yeah 
Like, oh yeah, he has um, his girlfriend on a day armist. That's something to latch onto there. You know, his job is as as the Blade Runner. That's something to latch onto there, where he lives in L.A. Um, it's very relatable. And so, well, I definitely was still like, you know, I saw the performances really shine through and bring, you know, do bring life to these characters. Um, as we talked about Rebecca Ferguson before and Oscar Isaac. Uh, I think Jason Momoa also brought some charisma to this movie. Yeah. But it is, it does, it like, it can feel a little stiff at times. Sure. So to speak, even if I wouldn't call any of it, like, wooden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good take. Uh, yeah, I, I think there is a bit of emptiness here, you know? Um, yeah. There definitely is a lack of connection and like identifying with the characters. And I don't think we're, we're necessarily meant to feel a connection. You know, th this movie's taking kind of a different stance. I think the appeal of this movie is not so much identifying with the characters, putting yourself in their shoes, but rather it's, it's like an escape. This is like pure escapism. It's transporting you into a different world. And it, it, I don't think they're setting out to have you feel like you're in the place of any of these characters. It's just completely transporting you elsewhere, right? Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it was their intention to, to do that. Um, but yeah, I think bottom line is, yeah, there there is a bit of an empty feeling. It doesn't feel like home. <laughs> it feels like somewhere else. <laughs> You're in a different universe. Um, but the other question, though, is like, oh, it, it, is this movie not really all that fun? You know, quote unquote fun. Is this not a fun movie? <laughs> um so we keep saying it's it's fairly serious, right? There, there's not a whole lot of comedic moments going on. Um, but I would argue it's still a fun movie, just fun in a different kind of way. Like I think it's pretty fun to see imagery that, you know, blows your mind. That's pretty fun to me, right? You know, uh, I mean, shoot, it's a big reason I watch movies. I watch movies quite often to escape my reality, you know, to, to get away from the day-to-day -day of my life. You know, can it be cool to see characters that remind me of myself or remind me of people I know? Yeah, of course. But it also can be really cool to be completely transported away from my life right and that's what this movie does right it, it, it's an escape so that's pretty cool and just because it doesn't have you know uh slapstick comedy or or, or funny one-liners um doesn't mean it can't be fun you know the, the experience i went through watching this movie was a fun experience you know i i like getting blown away by, you know, jaw dropping visuals. Hell yeah, man. I thought this was fun. What about you? What was a fun factor for you on this movie, Christian? Uh, um, 
it yeah you're right it is was a different kind of fun in a way it was like and the fun was in just watching the jaw dropping like awe and scope of it um whereas like i guess if you compare it to like guardians of the galaxy um like another movie i think is really really fun it, it's like that movie's fun lies in in like the banter between the characters between the different guardians and like the fun like roller coastery marvel set pieces whereas like this movie much it moves much like slower pace and like like really brings you into into this world like the fun is in the immersion you know yeah yeah totally totally and um yeah it is interesting you know we mentioned the comparisons to star wars the uh the emotional connection is is a big difference i think right so like for example the luke skywalker character when you're in introduced to luke skywalker he does feel like someone you might know right is this guy who just feels like you know he's 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 meant to do bigger things than he's doing and the way he talks is like you know someone you might know uh, but you know but with this paul character it, it's in dune it, it's very different right it, it's not really someone you can identify with so much right um the way he speaks and just his situation you know he's like royalty right um so yeah yeah again i i think it's um it's not really meant for you to have that sort of experience to to really feel this like emotional identifying with the characters and uh instead it's uh more of an escape it's it's like it's mythology right mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, anything else uh, that you had a, had a problem with with this movie? Hmm. Any shortcomings? Like, um, I guess uh, this not so much of a uh, shortcoming. I think within the film itself, um, but I think uh, I'm not sure if they've announced uh that they are doing a sequel by now but i remember when this came out the the, the big buzz around it was that um denis villeneuve did not know if he was going to be able to make a second dune and it mm -hmm. was dependent on whether this movie does well um and i'm not really sure how those metrics would work with the same day release on hbo max for no extra cost um uh and if they will so there is like a weird limbo that this movie does live in because it's so much set up and it's just the first half of the story and it does feel like it is like missing a that big act three payoff um kind of like we got you know like i said with the david lynch one with that battle at the end and so like 
uh while the you know the, that has nothing to do with the movie itself it could have it says dune chapter one or part one you know in the opening um but it also like it brings a question about it like uh, it is coming right you know like <laughs> yeah. i got so invested in this like you guys are gonna make part two right like and so like i think COVID also like is you know the big perpetrator um, yeah yep COVID hitting i forget when this was originally supposed to release but i feel like it was that was it last year was one of his originally supposed to release i'm not sure i think so but i'm not sure i don't remember it feels like a decade ago <laughs> yeah that's COVID. yeah and so i imagine it probably just screwed up so much of this movie in just its very final stages mm-hmm. behind the scenes like there's probably so much more that we don't know about that probably affected this movie in regards to COVID. And so um, it, it makes for like a, a very strange situation and a very, I guess, like strange feel like at the end of the movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I will also say that like, there's been such great word of mouth about this movie and like, it does seem like everyone's talking about it. So I think the buzz is good. And people do see it, you know, that it will do well. And it we will get that, you know, Dune Part 2 if they haven't announced it already. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting, you know, in the curtain, in the curtain age of movies, uh, we're used to knowing, right? It's like, oh, there's going to be a Hobbit trilogy. We know this. Um, they're shooting avengers infinity war and endgame back to back you're gonna get them you you know there's gonna be a year between movies but you're, you're gonna get them um with dune we don't know you know it just came out but i just a little search and it, it's not definitive you know dune part two is not you know for sure it, apparently it sounds quite optimistic and the expectation is that it will be produced uh but yeah it's not for sure right now. So it's kind of odd to be in that limbo state. Um, might also mean like, if, even if it does come, like when do you think we'll realistically see Dune part two? Might be a while. Like, might be a long yeah. while. Could yeah. be like 2024 at the earliest, you know, we might not see it for like four or five years. That's what I'm thinking. You know, a movie like this, if they didn't shoot it back to back, like, you know, the movies I described earlier, um, it's going to be a while. You know, obviously they're, they're not going to rush a movie uh, like, like Dune part two. Right. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Patience. <laughs> Got to yeah. be patience, patient there. Um, and speaking of part one and two, I had no idea that they were going to split this up. So, I mean, literally last night I watched this movie last night popped it on, you know, opening credits, it says Dune. And then, you know, part one. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what, what, what is that? I had no idea. And automatically I'm like, oh shit, this is not the full story. Like that's, that was my takeaway when I saw that part one come up on the screen, right? Uh, so yeah, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Um, 
I I had a negative reaction when I saw that part one. Um, but, you know, like I've been saying, I, I really enjoyed the movie for a number of reasons. However, at the end, it's, you know, not a definitive end. It's more of a to be continued kind of ending to the movie, right? Um, you know, I feel like there's, you know, a lot of great takeaways from this movie, a lot uh, to enjoy from it. And ultimately, you know, I had a really positive experience, um, but it, it did feel a little odd, you know, ending the movie on like somewhat of a cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Hey, what are your thoughts on, on the ending? Did you feel like a little bit of disappointment or did you feel like it was just sort of not a standalone movie? Like, does this not work as a standalone movie because it's part one? Like, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say that it's like a stand. It works as a standalone movie. And that like, I imagine like the, they'll probably go a lot more into Paul in the next movie, really like you and give her like focus on his character a lot more. And then like, um, I didn't really, uh, know that it was going to be Dune chapter one, but, or part one going into this movie. But I think when I saw that, I was like, well, Dune's so long anyway, I guess, I guess that makes sense. And how like all over the place, the David Lynch movie was. Yeah. And, and so it's like, Oh, okay. Well, let's just see what this is. then. Right. Right. But it, but it does leave on a cliffhanger and it's like, um, not the biggest scene to end on, you know, the scene in the, the plane there, the ornithopter at the end when they're, uh, you, Paul does the voice on the, on the guard and they have the, the fight in there and they're trying to escape the sandworm. The sandworm was like awesome. Yeah. But it kind of just ends with them in the, you know, just in the middle of the desert. Right. And so yeah. like, yeah, it was like, oh, man, I want to see more. I want to see, <laughs> see what's next. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of hard to, wrap your head around it you know in a lot of ways you can't consider it a standalone movie and you're in this kind of weird place where you can't consider it a standalone but the sequel is not green lit right so it's it's this weird place we're all in um at the same time it's kind of a unique experience where i kind of feel like you could consider this a standalone where I mean, look, we keep talking about how the storyline is pretty complex and you can get wrapped up in the details and like rewatch scenes and kind of research the mythology and and read the books and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but you can also kind of just enjoy this movie without getting into all that i think you know you can just kind of take it scene by scene you mentioned there's that uh cool scene where the duke uh bites down on the on the the false tooth and 
um, tries to kill off the the rival Baron, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of tension, a lot of drama, and just that scene alone, right? And I feel like this movie, you can kind of enjoy it scene to scene, right? There's there's that there's a, a scene where Paul and his mother are essentially being sent to the sandworms to be executed and they have to use their uh, telepathy powers to escape the situation. And that's a pretty cool little scene too. And uh, like all the, the sandworm related scenes are cool. Um, there's one where there's like a equipment malfunction where um, uh, the Duke and his people have to rescue uh, these spice miners from a sandworm attack. Um, a lot of tension and excitement and action in that scene. Um, so it's just like these great moments, you know? And um, when you when I look at this movie, it's just like, okay, it's beautiful to look at. It's beautiful to experience. And it's awesome to hear the music and everything. And you have these great dramatic scenes sprinkled throughout. There's also this great battle too when um, uh, the the Harkonnens attack, right? Epic battle, like right in the middle of the movie. Pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, c- kind of a unique experience where, like I've been saying, like I-, I don't know if I care about the characters all that much. I don't relate to them all that much. And in the grand scheme of it, it's not really like a complete story, but I'm just enjoying the hell out of the movie regardless, right? Uh, So, yeah, it's kind of a unique experience. So if you go in just wanting to be wowed by the visuals and um, get to experience these cool scenes, like you mentioned uh, Jason Momoa, he's like charismatic as always, and he has some pretty cool action moments. Um, Yeah, you know, just a a lot of fun things to experience. And a movie that I enjoyed, maybe not in the way I typically enjoy movies, definitely, but uh, enjoyed quite a bit, nevertheless. All right. Uh, Any last thoughts on Dune before we get into our ratings any random thoughts any things that hmm. popped in your head then or now let's see um nah, not really i think i just let's get to our funnel ratings cool yeah um just yeah one random thought when uh i started watching this movie especially when they threw up that that date right the year 10,000 something right it, I just got hit with this like feeling of okay this is hardcore sci-fi <laughs> you know this is this is like serious sci-fi <laughs> we're going there man and um yeah I don't know if I was necessarily in the mood for that um yeah a lot of the stuff I enjoy these days you know, like Disney content, Star Wars, Marvel. Uh, there is kind of a fun light factor to a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, you know, like look at the the, the MCU stuff. Uh, there's there's always like some level of comedy, right? Um, 
And uh, a lot of it, you know, is maybe geared toward younger audiences. And um, this movie is is a big 180 from all that, right? It, it's serious and, you know, not really meant for a younger audience so much. And um, yeah, it this movie really could have turned me off, I think. It could have felt like, like a, I don't know, a, a boring, not very fun movie, right? Uh, but uh, but it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, let, let's let's get into our ratings here. Uh, maybe just flowing off of what I've been saying. Yeah, I um, I think this maybe is a kind of movie that I typically don't love, but. Uh, I appreciate the hell out of it, the craft of this movie, you know, to, to experience this movie is to see and hear things you just don't see much at all. Like the, the quality, it's just such great quality filmmaking. And um, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. And yeah, being as open-minded as I can be, kind of like what I was saying earlier, I think this movie is fun in a very different kind of way. You know, if you if you're kind of set in your ways and you need to hear a joke to enjoy yourself watching TV or movies, well then like that's too bad for you because uh you probably can't enjoy a movie like this, right? Um this is yeah, we keep saying it but it, it's it's fun in a different way and um yeah, every single frame in this movie is something you could maybe like put it up on your wall as artwork. You know, it's it's that beautiful to look at. Um, yeah, we've gone into a lot of the positives of the movie, but I'll, I'll go right back to where I started from. And that is the aesthetics. The aesthetics of this movie is just jaw dropping. It is jaw droppingly gorgeous. And um for that alone, it is absolutely worth watching. Um, I'm not going to go full five out of five, um, just because I think inherently, you know, with this style of movie, uh, it's hard to really connect, right? You know, get that emotional connection. So uh, I think I'm going to go with a four out of five, uh, but definitely a high recommendation for Dune. How about you, Christian? Hmm. Yeah, um, I think you make a really good point about levity and the like, like kind of fun charm of like a lot of movie, you know, like you know Marvel and Star Wars and like a lot of great movies that like there really isn't much levity in this film. Yeah, and like yeah, there isn't a lot of that like very like personable charm. Um, that like you know you, you get from you get from a lot of these blockbusters of course um and so like yeah it, do, it does kind of like kind of i guess like the mood never let really like lightens up too much you know when you watch it yeah and there are some parts that can be you know it's it's like it's a bit of a downer at times like and so, like, yeah, you make a really good point about how there's, like, almost like a mood you have to be in in 
to watch this. It's it's you know it's very long, and like it's you know it's very layered, of course. So it's like it fits very well into that like very hard sci-fi category, which I really like. Um, I'll, I'll I think I'll give this movie the 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 full five. I think this is the kind of movie I was really looking for for a while. Um, a new a new movie hard like hard sci-fi with great visuals and a lot of very visual storytelling uh, i think just like it's like a lot of that is packed into that a lot of that you know that full five out of five is packed into the visuals and the score and that like just trance like effect that it just has on you while you're watching this movie um to where like even even when it's being too slow or too weighed down by exposition and isn't like connecting you fully with these characters um it's still just guiding you through this this like experience and like escape and so yeah full five definitely one of my favorite movies that i've seen this year nice probably my favorite so far high praise awesome yeah, you know, okay, go go ahead, Kristen. Oh, uh, I guess like it does come with an asterisk a little bit, you know. Like, you're also kind of like swept up so much into the movie that you just want more, and you think there more is coming, but like, if worst case scenario it doesn't, I'm not really. Uh, I guess I'm I'm not really sure how how I'd feel about the movie down the line. Of course, like it's so wrapped up in being this two parter but we'll like we'll also see how dune turns out so fingers crossed but they made a very very good impression so far yeah for sure yeah that's a good point about movies uh how you know they are viewed over time can change right how, how well do they age etc uh, so that's why it's always fun getting, you know, initial takes, like, what, what are your first thoughts? You know, we just saw this, like, just saw it, right? So it'll be interesting to see, you know, over time how we feel about it. Um, oh, that's another thing that kind of popped in my head, maybe why uh, I'm not going the full five also, but um, I feel like I don't have a burning desire to rewatch this movie right now. Um, I feel like I really enjoyed what I saw. Um, I'm not scrambling to revisit it, you know, right away. Uh, so there's that. Um, oh, you mentioned it's it's kind of long too, right? We didn't talk about the runtime so much. And it's long. It's not like ridiculously long. It's about two and a half hours. Um, one thing that popped in my head, though, is not that long for a movie. You know, two and a half hours isn't crazy long, but for part one of two, that does seem maybe a little, a, a, a little on the long side, right? If they're already splitting it up in two, um, couldn't they get closer to a two-hour runtime? I don't know. Is there anything in this that you felt like maybe went on a little longer than it should have? Could they have trimmed the fat at all? 
could they have made this into a closer to two hours movie? Uh, um, like, I guess I'm not, since I haven't read the book and I've only seen the David Lynch movie where he, I forget how long the David Lynch movie was. Um, I think it was about the same length. About as long. Maybe a little bit the less. Whole book. Like, yeah. I think, like, I get, um, I guess comparing to that, I'm like, oh, this is probably, I guess, how long it, it just has to be, you know? Um, and I, I guess it does feel like it, it does feel like an elongated first and second act structure, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the way uh, we see like Paul's arc, how he's still very much learning to use his voice and how you, uh, the first act um, before they set down on a raucous is quite a while where they have to they they have to set up the two houses they have to set up the spice they have to set up the planet they have to set up you know the like the fighting and how the shields work you know like it does feel like so much setup so i think some of the like there there's some of the link does feel in that and i i, I do think it does drag on a bit before they get to a rockist and before you see the first sandworm attack um, but I, I don't think there's any particular scene that I would trim, though. I guess that's just that's that's just doing it. That's how long it has to be. But I guess um, which brings me a question to you: would, Do you think Dune would work work as a series of movies? Since there's so many books, seeing the franchise continue down the line, or do you think it, uh, you would see like a Game of Thrones type show? where you have this high production show that goes on for so many seasons and covering the same thing, but covers multiple books. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. You've brought up the game of Thrones comparison a couple of times now. And yeah, I do see a little bit of game of Thrones type DNA in Dune. And um, if this franchise were to continue on, I could definitely see it being a TV series. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't feel like that's going to happen. <laughs> but if, uh, if for whatever reason, these Dune movies just take off and just capture, uh, you know, the public's attention and uh, people are just craving more. I think that's the next logical step, right? Um, we're, we're blown away by the visual experience and we want to get to know all the little details, right? We want to get, the, get to know the characters better. We want to really get involved in what's going on with these rival houses and just this whole uh, world of Dune, right? Um, so that, that would make sense to me to have the, uh, the stories continue on and, um, go into more depth through a Game of Thrones like TV series. Again, I don't think that's going to happen, (laughs) but, uh, that, that would seem to be the next logical step. Um, and you know, I think the reason I say that I don't think that's going to happen is because 
this franchise just doesn't seem like it's something that is going towards like a mainstream audience. Like this doesn't seem to be something that like everyone's going to be talking about, you know, like all of a sudden it just captures, it just catches fire, becomes this like mainstream phenomenon. I just don't see it happening. And um, I think it's kind of cool that way. You know, we, we, we've been mentioning how there's not a lot of levity in this movie, um, not many comedic moments, that sort of thing. Um, I'm guessing there may have been some studio pressure or I don't know, there might've been some execs going like, Hey, can't you make it a little bit funnier or something? Um, and I think it's cool that they stuck to their guns. Like, no, that would just like kind of, it wouldn't feel right. Right. With, with, with the visuals we're seeing, with the music we're hearing, um, just to have some like some like, comedic one-liners thrown in it would just be kind of weird right um i can literally think of one line that was sort of funny and that's when uh jason momoa is talking to timothy chalamet and he kind of like um rubs his arm a little bit he's like oh hey you've been uh, muscling up it's like feels like you're getting bigger here and uh and the Paul character's like, oh, really? And then Momoa's like, no. <laughs> and uh, is oh, yeah, pretty, pretty subtle, but it was a joke. And of course, it did make its way into the trailer, right? Um, so it made me think, like, I, I bet someone was like, can't you have a little bit more stuff like that? Make it funnier, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, it's cool. Like, I feel like the director really got to make the movie he wanted to make. He had this sort of singular vision and, and, uh, and everything kind of fell in place around that vision. Everything was sort of uh, in that same tone. Um, so that's cool. And again, not, not a super mainstream sort of thing. It's quite serious. And I'm sure a lot of people uh, it's not their cup of tea so um yeah i just don't see this franchise having a huge mainstream audience and uh hey that's okay by me that's totally okay by me yeah same with me like it is dune and i've i've heard before that uh people have felt that dune is unfilmable or unadaptable yeah I imagine people are saying that for a long long time it's probably you know since been out since the 60s i i i do remember hearing that that was like buzz around buzz around dune a long time ago and maybe even with the david lynch movie that they couldn't do dune properly yeah um so like with this hey this like while i haven't read the book this does feel like it is dune done properly Mm -hmm. yeah that's worth mentioning too the approach. I think the approach was really smart here because there are a million ways to screw this up, right? Uh, you mentioned uh, that this novel is kind of unfilmable, right? And I think if you're trying to do a direct adaptation, yeah, it is 
unfilmable. You can't make that movie, right? It's just too complicated, too many characters, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the approach was key. And I think uh, the right approach was taken. You know, they, they just really focused on giving the audience this visceral experience. And everything was, everything else was kind of secondary, right? You know, once you get hit by the visuals, then, oh, maybe you want to follow these characters and see what they're doing. Maybe you want to uh get involved in the storyline and and you you can get into it but to enjoy the movie you don't have to necessarily deep dive into all the little details right the the plot details uh the the character details you can enjoy it on on more of a just a feel level a visceral level right um so that's cool that you can kind of access it um on different levels uh so yeah you know that, that's kind of how i feel like i feel like okay i really enjoy this movie on that visceral level and i i kind of don't need to revisit and and really you know deep dive into all the uh story and character details uh but it is kind of cool that if i wanted to i could i could rewatch it and and really start to understand the relationships between the different houses and the different characters and all this kind of stuff. Um, and the sandworms and the spice and all, all this stuff. Right. Uh, so kind of cool, you know, th this is the kind of art that I enjoy art that you can enjoy on different levels. So pretty cool that way. All right. With that, I think we can wrap it up. This is Farewell from Henry and Christian.